This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. It's been 100 days in the war between Israel and Hamas, and there is no end in sight. Palestinian officials say more than 23,000 people have been killed since Israel launched its offensive in Gaza after Hamas militants attacked southern Israel, killing about 1,200 people and taking more than 200 hostage. NPR's Kerry Khan reports. Israeli officials say they won't stop until Hamas is destroyed. After more than three months, Israel has dealt blows to the militant group, including killing thousands of fighters. But Hamas still retains much of its force. But with many of Gaza's 2.2 million residents displaced and sheltering in overcrowded southern cities, the future fight is going to be more urban and uglier, says James Rands, a military analyst with Jane's Defense Intelligence Company. You can't just keep moving them around indefinitely. So that final blow against Hamas to actually destroy them probably isn't going to be feasible. Israeli military officials say they expect to be in Gaza through the end of the year. Kerry Khan, NPR News, Tel Aviv. Congress faces a Friday deadline to avert a partial government shutdown. Money to pay for some federal agencies will run out then, unless Congress acts. House and Senate leaders say they have agreed on another short-term spending bill. Details are expected tonight. But some conservative members want deeper cuts in federal spending. Senate leader Chuck Schumer says a shutdown can be prevented if both Democrats and Republicans stand up to those he calls bullies. A majority of Democrats and Republicans don't want to shut down. But there's a group, a hard right group, particularly in the House, some in the Senate, who want to bully their way into forcing a shutdown. That cannot happen. He was interviewed on ABC. It's set to be the coldest Iowa caucus on record tomorrow as voters in the leadoff state for the Republican presidential nomination make the first choices in 2024. Minnesota Public Radio's Clay Masters reports from Iowa where the candidates are braving the dangerous cold to make their final pitch. More than 20 inches of snow has fallen in Des Moines and the wind chill is predicted to fall to 30 degrees below zero on caucus night. Former President Donald Trump canceled all but one of his in-person rallies here. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis spoke to volunteers at the Iowa headquarters of a super PAC supporting him. They can throw a blizzard at us and we are going to fight. They can throw a wind chill at us and we are going to fight. A Des Moines Register NBC News poll this weekend shows Trump nearly 30 points ahead of his closest rival, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley. The dangerous wind chills are expected to have an effect on turnout as caucus goers have to be at their precincts by 7 p.m. caucus night. For NPR News, I'm Clay Masters in Des Moines. This is NPR News in Washington. 2024 could bring record-breaking heat to the planet for the second year in a row. NPR's Rebecca Hersher reports on the climate forecast from scientists. 2023 was the hottest year ever recorded, going back at least 175 years and likely more than 125,000 years. And 2024 could break the record again, according to scientists from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA. There is a one in three chance that this year will be the hottest on record once again, Noah says, and a greater than 99% chance that 2024 is one of the five hottest years on record. 
That's in part because of El Nino conditions in the Pacific, which drive up global temperatures. But human-caused climate change from burning oil, gas, and coal is the main driver of record-breaking temperatures. Rebecca Hersher, NPR News. The Iowa high school principal who tried to protect his students during a school shooting has died of his injuries. A funeral home confirms Dan Marburger died this morning. He had been critically injured in the January 4th attack that also killed an 11-year-old student and wounded six others. Police say the 17-year-old shooter died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. A volcano erupted in southwestern Iceland today, the second time in less than a month. It sent lava towards a nearby fishing village, which was evacuated. Grindavik is a town of about 3,800 people, about 30 miles southwest of Reykjavik, the capital. Today's eruption is not expected to release large amounts of ash into the air. Iceland averages one volcanic eruption every four to five years. I'm Nora Rahm, NPR News.